You have you heard of baseball? Oh, baseball? Yeah. Yeah, I know about baseball. I like baseball. I like marble races. Like there's marble Olympics on YouTube and I like March Madness. And that's okay. like, that's my sports. Those are the three sports. <laughs> do you like any sports? Uh I do like baseball. Um, I guess I'll I'll go on Twitch and watch like, I don't know, some video games. Do you watch like competitive game like League of Legends? <laughs> I haven't watched League in a while. I watch uh, StarCraft 2, actually, is my go-to. Really? Yeah, I don't play StarCraft 2. I hate how zoomed in it is. It feels <laughs> wrong to watch it. Yeah. Uh, or to play it, but to watch it, I'm just like, wow, look at these robots make this game go. It's so good. Yeah, yep, totally. I feel that. <laughs> I, 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 need a, I feel like it'd be interesting to watch. I've never watched a professional gamer play a game before. I think maybe with Smash Bros. Dude, back back in the day, professional Smash Bros, which is fun. I like. I'll watch awesome games done quick, but also Overwatch League. Uh, yeah. When it was when people were watching it, it was so awesome. Yeah, because like the the live the live sessions we've gone to because they had a studio rented in Burbank. Oh, cool! And they were doing projection mapping tech onto all the surfaces, so it'd be like a stage with two rows of computers for the two teams. And then like the desk in front of them, which was curved would be like a live animated screen. Oh, as well as the walls and everything around them. It was so awesome. I thought it was pretty cool. It's a shame. Nobody watched overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> overwatch league. Yeah. That's a real shame. All right, let's do this. All right, let's jump in. Hang on. Oh. The podcast for me and Weston, me, Brett, little comedy boy. And we got. Oh, you wanted me to say something. There. And, and Weston. It's me, Weston. Hey, hey. Us two, read the Nintendo Power Magazines one volume at a time. We're currently on volume 43. We're in the month of December, in the year of 1992. It's so chilly crazy. outside. Uh, Christmas spirit. Yeah, we, holiday spirit is in the air. We're recording uh, this the uh, second week of January, so we've been. In Christmas for like eight weeks we've been, now. And we've been getting a nice Christmas rain here in yeah. LA. Uh, yeah, nice, we're all... Do you like it when it rains in LA? Some nice Christmas hydroplaning. <laughs> I, I like the rain. I don't like... I don't know. The city is just not built for rain. Uh, yeah, I feel that. I did have a moment where I was driving to work and it was not only raining, but it was very misty. And I was walking, mm-hmm. I was driving by the Chicago... Not the Chicago, the LA skyline. <laughs> or like the like city part of it. Like yeah. I work in the city. So I was walking past that. It was misty. So it was like really cool misted buildings and it was rainy. And I was listening to my video game soundtrack and just Final Fantasy VII. Some music started playing over and over again. That was very okay. moody. Yeah. Yeah. And it was awesome. That's some, that's some Blade Runner shit right yeah, there. Yeah, it felt fucking great. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I really enjoy, yeah, just the vibe of like being, at, I, I walked in the rain to uh, hang out at a bar because yeah. I needed to get out of the apartment a few days ago. How and was that? I have this Mac coat, which is a type of raincoat. 
like a cool looking okay. raincoat. Okay. It's like a trench coat, but shorter. So it's not lame. All right. Tell me more. Um, and I own a Mac coat and I wear it about once a year. <laughs> and thanks to all this rain, I've gotten to wear it a lot. And <laughs> this is how little it rains in LA. I, I had the Mac coat on and I had an umbrella and I got so damp and rained on just cause it was like raining sideways and it was so crazy. And I was like, Oh, I should have zipped up the Mac. coat, <laughs> So it actually covered the tops yep. of my legs. Uh, I guess. Yeah. So if you want to keep like rain or snow off of you, you got to fully zip it up. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's how it works. Yeah. Well, you know, lesson learned, you know, rain, rain, rain's only a lesson. That's the, the owner of the bar was working at the bar when I got there and I told him that story and he, he had absolutely nothing to say about it. He's just like, huh, what are you having? <laughs> I was like, all right. Okay, well. All right, never mind. Guess you're not going to interact with me. Yeah. I, hey. To give him a bad tip. I don't remember. I think I just, I, I go to default tips. I'm a millennial. I, yeah, like, I kind of do. I've got like a baseline. Yeah. I, I try to, I, I'll, I feel like I, I'll only tip good if, if I like liked it, but. Yeah, unless somebody's being like an absolute dirtbag. Yeah. 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 That's life, man. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I figured I'd mention that it's also um, a little bit of... It's nighttime. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Podcast nights. Yeah, so oh, the mood's that's gonna... the only time you've played a sound that isn't the whistle. Ah, <laughs> oh, you did it again. Yeah, man. All right. Oh, we got to make the lighting more moody. Yeah, so it's Let nighttime. Me... So, you know, the energy's going to be a little lower for the audience member. Uh, so enjoy. Uh, although I would say to contradict it, it's the finales of the comic books. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, we're going to have to bring up the energy a little bit for that. But hey, you know, welcome. You know, it's not going to bring up the energy. You know, it's not going to bring up the energy. What's that? The cover. I got. Do you want me to? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to change the lighting, but <laughs> my fucking it's it's like you got to reconnect. I, I fucking hate smart home yeah. stuff i hate sm- whatever we're just Dude, gonna leave technology it. sucks let's just leave it normal because it, it it's never good when we do it no no not really i don't oh and the cover, the cover. so it's just we're Ro- road runners death valley rally i just like i just want the cover to be a video game not a cartoon i have like, bad news for you yeah i know man and like for like the next three years uh, i just like want it and I got nothing wrong. I, you know, Roadrunner and Coyote are cool. I, I love Roadrunner and Coyote. I got some problems with this video game. Oh, yeah? Like, some serious, like, how, how could you screw this up so badly? Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems like a... I mean, it seems like a fun premise. It's a licensed platformer. Right. And... You're, fine. We'll just, we'll just get into it. Yeah. You have a character that runs fast. He run fast. Mm-hmm. Roadrunner run fast. Like, Sinenic Head Hag. Yep. And, uh, uh, Snenic. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> who doesn't love Sornic? Uh, Shom- Shomic. And, and yet it's just a normal Shomic. platformer. Like, why didn't they have Roadrunner? Like, wouldn't it be fun to play a game where you're just like screaming down the Southwest? Well, I mean, that, that goes back to when I was thought when the Hamburglar's hideout was a volcano. It's like, just like, if you're like, I mean, that even goes to like, I was recently playing like a board game that was like, it was kind of like Marvel chess. It was like chess, but you were like Marvel characters and you like had cards and you did abilities. Okay. But it really kind of had like that Smash Brothers things where it's like, if you played a character, you kind of felt like you were that character. Yeah, that's great. That's like good, it was, it good was board game stuff. Built in a way that like, if you're like a sniper character, you're obviously like, you know, 
getting your ground, sniping, like trying to be secretive. You're uh-huh. like the daredevil character. He like you like go in, you kick some ass, and then you dip out. And that, that's kind of your style. Okay. Yeah, because you get beaten up really badly. So yeah. you gotta go like pass out yeah. on your couch for three days. <laughs> and like of course Smash Brothers does a good job of it. And it's just it's so frustrating when you play a game and you're like, you didn't use any no part of your you weren't able to like think of a single creative link between this IP and a, a choice. Hmm. Hmm. Couldn't do it. Yeah, it, it's really lazy. Yeah, it's just like, and it bums me out. It's, it, it starts to feel like, oh, instead of like thinking of like, oh, we've got this license, like what is going to be fun about this? It's more like, okay, we got this license. All right, let's just kind of copy and paste it on a Mario type game. It's a let's do a, it a garbage platformer. Yeah, because when I think about Roadrunners and Wiley e. Coyote, I think of Bubsy the Bobcat, which <laughs> is probably the platformer most similar to this game. Yeah, just a big old piece of garbage. Yeah, fuck it, man. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I I forgot we need the Pikachu. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh shit. For our listeners at home, we uh, now pass a Pikachu. Um, when you hold the Pikachu, you have to say what's going on in the magazine, so we can clue you in. This is yeah, for your cause, benefit because this is <laughs> this is an audio podcast. <laughs> we're, we're going really, through we're, a visual magazine. We're really bad at at cluing you in, audience. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things to clue in. Uh, I link the magazine in the show notes. Maybe I should say that once. Oh yeah. Check your show notes yeah, check- and you can get, or uh, you, you use the archive.org link, right? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's also, you can uh, search for retromags.com. Okay, well, you're going to want to click that link that I worked so hard to put in there. Uh, yeah. Ignore him and you do a Google search nah, instead. You're not going to do that. You're going to, you're going to click that link. I mean, that's, me and you were doing a total George and Rob bit. Nailbox. Yeah, look at us, a couple of Georgian <laughs> Robs. Uh, I was about to ask which, who do you think it's who, but I think we both know uh, who's who. I mean, you look more like Rob, yeah. No, I'm not gonna say because uh, you're a little, you're a little little guy, a little skinny guy. Yeah, and I, I'm like a stockier guy that yeah. uh, changes size all the time. <laughs> you're known. You're known for your shifting. Yeah, uh, some kind of feud going on with the artist. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to it. We just got well, so Let's look, hang on a yeah, second. Let's, we're, we're, it's we're later in the magazine. Do. Where are we at? We're at Player's Pulse. It's uh, the mailbox. So we're at the mailbox. I'm holding the Pikachu. Uh, <laughs> this is where pe- kids write letters. So in. yeah, kids write letters in, and uh, there's just like a topic that they do, and the, like the Nintendo Power addresses it. And we also get like little weird news updates. Uh, uh, including an update about the CD-ROM news they, that's never going to come out. Nintendo pushes the CD-ROM accessories so hard. And yeah, if you know your game's history, we've talked about it on the podcast, that thing ain't coming out. I'm really curious on like how this is going to pan out. Like, Are they going to just stop promoting it? Are they going to like address the fact that it's not coming out? I'm, hey, I'm really curious. Hey, so our business overlords in Japan <laughs> really screwed over Philips and are really screwed over Sony to work with Philips. That's the history. Yep. Sony totally embarrassed by our behavior readers. We're <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, I guess they're going to make the PlayStation. Man. Anyway, anyways. Uh, it's one of, uh, and yeah, then I, I, you know, I don't really remember what the, I, I honestly didn't have any notes for this topic. I, apparently this was very uninteresting to me, apparently. I don't yeah, know what it was about. It looks like they were asking, okay, we asked what you thought were the most important attributes for a great video game system to have. 
And yeah, I didn't have any notes. I don't care. Yeah, it's newsville. Let's move on. Uh, uh, well, hang on. <laughs> so in the editor's corner of all places, yes. they talk about yep. who George and Rob, the real George and Rob, actually George and, and Rob. George and Rob, again, who are, they like, are. They're people, they have like their own section in this magazine where they kind of like talk about video games. It's Siskel and Ebert, but for Nintendo yeah. And it started off really raw and it slowly has gotten tapered yeah. back to the point where they just don't really give any real notes. But and, something else a little a little weird is going yeah, on. Yeah, they constantly, like, the artist will one day draw one character, one person, very unattractively, and then the next time they make him really handsome. It's all over the place. It's crazy. And it's still happening. And Gail's having to, Gail's having to like, back up George and Rob. Uh, Ga- Gail Tilden, the editor-in-chief. Like Gail, I think people... You, we'd love to have you on the pod. Gail, we want you on. Please, please come uh, talk to us. It looks like people are, like... Uh, uh, we're like mailing in like who the fuck are the George and Rob guy <laughs> why are they taking space in my magazine which is fair because they just showed up out of nowhere and they're like I think this game's trash and the other yeah. one's like I don't know it seems like a good blaster or whatever 1990s <laughs> video I, I game term it's like such a sad tale though like what if what if they like you were like oh I'm getting a section in a magazine and two months later you look at your magazine they drew you just as ugly as you could be in the photo. And then you read that people are sending in how much they hate you. Well, I, I mean, and to be fair, they, they did throw us a curveball. We didn't ask for George and Rob. It'd be like, they, Hey, I wanted to yeah. read about March madness. What are all these bikini babes doing in my sports illustrated? Yeah. What the fuck is anyways. Right. So Gail reveals George Senfeld as a staff editor for the magazine. And interestingly, Rob is a trade marketing manager, which in my day job, I'm a trade marketing manager. Yeah. Although I have to admit what Rob's doing right now is at a scale that is not what my job is. You think it's a higher scale? Well, he, if he's a trade marketing manager at this point in time, there's no internet. So trade marketing is like retail space. So you know how I was like, wow, they have like a world of Nintendo where you go into a Walmart and then you walk into a special zone that's just Nintendo yeah, stuff. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, he designed he he's the team he's on the team making all that stuff happen. He's doing trade show stuff. That's actually pretty fun. So he we in an earlier pretty, that's issue. Pretty fun. Good for him. Yeah. You don't want to talk about it anymore? Um no. no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. No, I would. I mean, do you, uh, well, we we were talking about yeah, let's, uh, let's on. Nintendo doing the the booth at CES and like court. You yeah. know, like at this point in time, there's no E3, so they have this massive booth that all of the game developers are showing their games in, and it's you know Nintendo's running it. He's the he's one of the guys. He's that, the one. The he's little the, little weird skinny guy. He's the one building the giant Mario. That's going to be in the middle of the booth. That's right. He he's uh, bringing together the Tasmanian Devil and. Uh, the robot Zardian to um, <laughs> work in the booth together. There was an IGN uh, article because I, I don't really like IGN that much. I, I don't know. I think it's just yeah, like I don't a read level, IGN. It's that level of like it's too mainstream to the point where like it feels like it's for nobody. I like their video reviews nowadays. I yeah, think their video reviews are pretty good. They're well, they're really well produced, and, and they're they, all they're like seven to ten minutes. Yeah. But like, I don't know. There's like, I always, I'm more of a polygon guy. Like, I just want a little bit more. I like, like polygon. Yeah. I want a little more character. But there was one, I remember just seeing one video of a person talking about how they were going to the Zelda booth uh, during E3 for the Breath of the Wild. And oh, he talking, man. He was, just, he was talking afterwards about it. And he just said, as soon as he walked in, he just started crying. 
Oh my god! And it was just the funniest thing to me. And, and like, like uh, Breath cool. of the Wild is really good. I know. Like I, I think I think like the weird orchestra and like just like it, it was like it's it'd be crazy to be the person who built the booth and you made someone cry. You made an adult man cry. Yeah, I mean, Breath of the Wild is like one of the greatest games ever made. Yeah. Like I I I think so fondly of my time playing Breath of the Wild. If it was Twilight Princess. <laughs> I walked into the booth for Twilight Princess, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I saw Wolf Link being ridden by this little uh, glowing <laughs> witch thing, and I started to cry. <laughs> that would be a little bit like, all right, buddy. All right, yeah. I was just watching this video that had a bunch of footage of no, like. I, I was on board. I was on board for the record. I was on board. I, I liked that he cried. Okay. Well, I, I'm gonna keep making fun of. I him. just think it was funny though. Uh, okay. I. I Breath of the Wild's awesome. I think he's allowed. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I think he could be on board with something and also think it's funny, right? I would also accept if he was playing Wind Waker or went to a Wind Waker booth and began to cry. Maybe. I think you, that's like looking at little kids' cartoons and crying. Hey. Little, are, you, are you a three-year-old <laughs> oh, baby? No, you know, like what? I mean, I get a little choked up watching like Avatar The Last Airbender, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Adventure yeah, yeah. time Adventure yeah. Time. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Adventure Time will mess you up, man. Um that thing's got feelings. Or, I mean, I think Ocarina of Time, right? Yeah. I I <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't like Ocarina as much as you do. Play it on the, have you ever played it on the three DS? The remake on the three DS? No. You I bet that would change your mind a little bit. I'm sure it's great. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Take the Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's Batman Returns for the NES, based on the movie Batman Returns. Is this the game you always show me? No, no, that was the first Batman game. Oh, this is the new one. This one... Yeah, we, already, we already saw that. Yeah, okay. This is a side-scrolling beat-em-up, and it's not, it's not it's as not cool. It's not as good. It's not as cool. I, I, I don't even know if it's made by the same people. Sunsoft? Konami mm, did this Konami. one. Konami. All right. Okay. Well, we all love Konami, but... um. Yeah, give me that first Batman game. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Wait, is there any visual thing I need to describe here? I don't know. Batman nah. Returns is weird. It's a weird yeah, movie. Yeah, there's nothing there. Um, and there's going to be nothing for this next one. James Bond Jr., who cares? Hey, come on. <laughs> pretty, pretty good theme song. We, we found we, this out a couple episodes we, back. Uh, we were talking crap on it and then realized it was actually pretty cool. Uh, I do have to say... The very least, I've got no confidence in the James Bond Jr. game. <laughs> All right, touche. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, Tecmo NBA basketball. Uh, Tecmo did Tecmo Bowl. These are all NES games, by the way. I think we may have said that, but just to be clear, uh, this is a basketball game where you're actually choosing plays a la football games. Oh, that's actually pretty interesting. I didn't realize that. And I guess Tecmo on the NES had the rep for being the good basketball games. I've got a question. I don't, I don't know. Have you ever played one of those football games with plays and have ever thought about the play you, you did? Or you like have you ever like been like, all right, I'm playing a football game. This play looks pretty good. Let's see um, that one. <laughs> no, but I could see how it could happen. Yeah. Like I could see how I could get it. similarly, like I never got into FIFA or the other soccer games really. Yeah. But I like playing soccer. And yeah. I like sp- soccer, the sport. That's a sport I'll watch. Hey, I'll watch some soccer. There you go. Soccer. Uh, soccer is, the games are two hours at the outside and they're usually fairly exciting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Caesar's Palace. Uh, are you a gambler? Do you like gambling? This is a gambling game. Uh, there seemed to be a lot of gambling games back in the day. I, I wonder if it's, it seems like that's not as big of a thing anymore. But uh, I, yeah, they, they've all moved to the like phones. They've now. moved on to like legitimate gambling on the phone. Yeah, like, you can actually gamble with real money instead of dumb Nintendo bucks. Uh, yeah, because this is not a real. This is not real money. It's virtual money in a. I don't know if I mentioned, but I went on a cruise and realized that. I have the bug for gambling a little like I I I have a prone personality where I think if I let it gambling could fuck my life up. <laughs> uh my experience with gambling is I like winning and I dislike losing. Yeah, that's like, the thing. It's, it's like if I, I if I'm playing blackjack or something and I'm like, "Oh, I just made, you know, $100. That's cool." Yeah. This is awesome. But if I lose $100, I'm like, "Oh, fuck." <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's, I had that money and now I don't. I actually yeah, the last time I two times ago I went and I won and it was great. I felt really good. I <laughs> was in uh Canada for work and I went gambling and I just immediately lost 20 bucks and I was like, "This is fucking stupid." Is gambling legal in Canada? I I, I think so. Yeah, just in the ho- just in the hotel I was in had a had a whole casino. What was it? I mean, but is it like Vegas or Atlantic City where it's like it's uniquely legal here? No idea. I don't know. No idea. I haven't gambled in a while. Classified info. Classified info. Um, I just wanted to call out Space Megaforces in here. Fucking love that game. Hell yeah. We talked about it last time. Yeah. It's so good. You sold me on it. Such a good, uh, such a good go-to. Hey, when you, uh, you should, you should get that on your 3DS. Dude, did I, I'm so psyched to to I, I I just for listeners I bought I have a 3ds that has been broken for years and I finally got it fixed and I am so jazzed to jump jump back into that thing I I've got a long plane ride ahead of me dude I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have a good time you should go buy those uh, me games from that rabbit and uh, hope to God somebody else has a DS that you can street pass with. <laughs> dude street pass was awesome street pass was so cool was there was cool. a couple years there where I had a 3ds in my bag for like the whole time so yeah. I would just go through airports and fly to places and I would get 20 street pla- street passes. And my, my little me would say, I like sick jams. That was what my <laughs> me said. And then I get to play the little shooter game and all the little, cause I bought the expansion that has like the six new games. Oh yeah. 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 The flower planting game. Yeah. <laughs> um, Man. Three days rules. Oh, one thing I want to call out a little bit of games history here. Classified info also features phalanx, the info, Force fighter? I don't know. This is a side-scrolling shooter, space shooter for the SNES that is known for its totally insane North American box art that's just like this old hillbilly guy with a banjo. Nothing to do with the game. (laughs) So it's a... If you are a regular, like if you if you know a little bit about games YouTube and you know, read Kotaku. Kind of a popular thing. Yeah, it comes up every once in a while. Fun, fun. A little bit of history. That'd be great if like Pokemon was just a picture of a guy with a banjo for the first one. God, can you, uh, after Pikachu gets canceled for <laughs> Justin Rowland's never, never meet your heroes. <laughs> I know. I Pikachu thought, seems cool. But Pikachu's a little bastard. I know. It's rough. It's a rough world. Um, Fortunately though. Okay. Fortunately. We're okay. here. This is it. We're this the, is the final battle. The ultimate issue of uh, Legend of Zelda. Finale comic. of the Legend of Zelda. Um, starting right off the bat, um, we see Ganon with a cool pitchfork. We see Link charge him, and there weapons clash. Honestly, I didn't realize like how much like ba- like not this isn't Bowser. How much Ganon <laughs> like dresses like he just he wears no shirt. He he wears no shirt. He wears 
He's got he's got kind purple of purple pajama pants, like like a, a yeah, like a, 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 a red cloak and big pearl necklace. It's intimidating. Yeah, he's uh, he's it, very he's comfortable. Thick. He's he's definitely like uh, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just weird to see him like well lit, so you can see all of him. Yeah, there's a battle. Uh, Zelda Link, gets Link's getting rocked. Zelda pops Ganon with the uh, crossbow. The they have kind of a scenario where Ganon like there's a trailer of Smash Brothers Melee when, Melee when Sephiroth gets introduced and he like stabs Mario. He fucking kills he Mario. Fucking kills Mario. <laughs> and they like and it's like it looks really brutal. And it's like holy fuck, what just happened? And then, then you see a different angle. And it's like oh okay, he he's he didn't actually stab him. Mario's like. Just got caught by the color or whatever of the sword. Oh, that's oh, that ruins it. Yeah. I don't like it anymore. And this kind of has a thing where like Ganon like stabs Link. I mean, they're not there's no fake out, but uh, Ganon stabs Link with the fix work, and it almost looks extremely gruesome. But you know, if you clearly he's got him pinned by the shoulder. He's got him pinned by the shoulder, but it looks like a death blow. Like it, like yeah. The if this were not animated, a kids comic, Link just got stabbed to the chest. Yeah. And Ganon is holding him up like a, a stuck pig or a hunk of meat in the air and uh, is all like, oh, what are you going to do, princess, with that stupid bow? Yes, you got like a little crossbow. And then Link does a cool thing. Link, Link uh, does some dope does shit. Cool, this is actually like the first time, because I've talked about this like versus the Mario comic. I feel like the Mario comic does a really good job of orchestrating action. Like I can mm-hmm. really follow it. Um, the Zelda comic, not so much, but this is the first time I thought they did a really good job of it. Yeah. This action, this page, this couple of pages they, is really good. Yeah. They have like a page ac- action sequence where you see him pinned up and he like slices, uh, Ganon's like pitchfork thing. And we see him like fall down. And then as he falls, he like holds his sword up and does like a downward slash across Ganon. And I thought there was a moment where I like, I was in like, I, the, the, the action it looks was awesome. 100% playing in my head. It was working. I just suddenly had him and like, honestly, I'm a big Smash Brothers fan, and Link has that big down A where he like comes in slink. Like I'm so used to Link oh, yeah. doing like above down slash moves, and he does one, and it was like well orchestrated, and I was in. I thought it was cool. It looks great. It slashes him, and this is following the rules of how you beat Ganon in Link to the Past, and I believe also the original Legend of Zelda, where you slash yeah. him with the sword, and then uh, z- pop him in the old beanbag with the arrow, with yeah. the silver arrows. So Zelda's the beanbag popper in this one. Yeah, she she shoots the crossbow, uh, and she gets him. She misses his beanbag, but hits him in the chest. She hits his beanbag is his head. Beanbag's the head, <laughs> but the chest is the the true spot. And I mean, to my yeah, that, that's the end. Of, it's kind of like it really wasn't that long of a battle. Yeah, it was. I mean, this is the thing about this comic is it feels about six issues too short. Yeah, I know. I mean, honestly, I feel like it was twelve issues too long. All right, all right. <laughs> Uh, I do love the art was great. The reveal here that Rome, the hawk guy actually, or the Eagle guy actually did have the enchanted arrow. It's pretty awesome. Oh, so it was the enchanted arrow the whole time. Yeah. And then like so many, you get a great spread of Ganon exploding. Ganon explodes. Yeah. uh, But he lives. So I don't know. Lots of little explosions. It's just the art in this final battle. So dope. Uh, Yeah. I mean, again, the art has always been amazing. Yeah, we get the Triforce. He starts like talking. Eh, you, get, you get to wish stuff. Wish, uh, the little fairy starts crying and says goodbye, Link. Because she knows that like he's going to take off and wish to go home to take Zelda and him home to the light world. Yeah, they get sucked up by a tornado. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, they're back in the back of the castle. Link and, sees all of his family, like Star Wars ghost style. Yep, Star, in there. Star Wars ghosts are like, by the way, we, we were all. <laughs> Rome doesn't make the cut. <laughs> Rome... well, he's not, he's not family. He's just a bro. He's just a bro. <laughs> his, his, uh, you, you know, like when a character, when he has family members and loved ones who are force ghosts, he or she, and then they die too. It's just four force ghosts like looking awkwardly at each other and then they d- in, in the desert. <laughs> yeah, they have nothing to say. Uh, yeah, there's like, oh, nope. we're already here. Nope. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, uh, and then I'm surprised that they committed to killing Ronan. I, I thought Ronan was going to come. I thought the Hawkeye was going to come back. The, he, un- he, the uncle gets killed. Yeah, like, they, they, they're killing people off. The uncle survives in the game. Again, you yeah. see him in the credits. It's like your uncle recovers. And we do a time jump and back to art style, like talk, like we do a time jump. Future Link looks cool. Kind of. Yeah. He so look, Link, he looks very anime, but he, I, I like it. Link is, uh, yeah. Like so he's it's a t- knighted and he's got like cool, like knight armor on and he's got this cool purple cape. Yeah, so he he gets to protect Princess. He, he's like the head of the knights, protecting her yeah. and the sword. And we get this scene that's really awesome and melancholy. I agree. I This was, I don't know how they did it, but the very last panel. The, this ending beat is great. They literally, I have never narratively, they've had maybe two panels that have narratively worked. This is the final one. And I was actually, I, I, I was like, damn. Which this was the whole time. So what happens is Zelda finds Link in like the clearing protecting the sword. And she's like, basically like what happened? We used to be so close, but now we never see anybody see each other. And I'm so alone. And uh, basically she's like, oh, as yeah, the line is worth quoting because I, I think it's great. And it ties back to the dream thing. She says, as long as I live, I shall never forget the time when we were together in our dreams. Yeah, because it's about the psychic link. I also like the line of just like, the psychic link between us was so strong when I was in Ganon's clutches. But now that we were both free and at peace, you seem so distant. Guarded. Guard, guarding the Triforce. Yeah. I am alone. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I don't know. I and she, she leaves him. And yeah. like Link just watches her go. And then the last panel is, you know, like... Like you see so much uh, in Zelda in the franchise, you know the Master Sword covered in moss, waiting for the next uh, release of the and it's, yeah, uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, so we got that set up, and it, yeah, I just thought that was like an interesting. That was the first time I was like narratively like like I guess a little bit of the Dark World stuff, but I was like, oh man, like it's interesting to have like two characters who went through like an intense thing together, and they're like, man, we felt so close during that thing, but as soon as it was over. And they're barely together in the thing too, so yeah. it's really, really melancholy. Like to like have a strong connection for some with someone, and then just qu- and have that quickly fade away at the same time. You uh, know, but this thing, like, uh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. No, off. no, no. It's, I, I was I, like, I'm like, damn. I really wish m- more of this stuff was kind of peppered in and followable throughout the rest of it because that, yeah, that could have been some really good stuff. Yeah, there, there's all of a sudden like this kind of emotional weight, this kind of dreary, which is crazy too, because it's like they didn't earn it at all. Like they didn't. There's no. It's still. I, it's so good. I, though. I didn't care about any of the characters. I, there was no like uh, stakes or anything that I cared about. But suddenly this one paragraph goes, and I was like, "Damn!" I kind of it kind of ended on like an emotional note. I, I, oh dang, bro! Impressed that they pulled that off. Uh, one thing this reminds me of. I feel like people, so we're in an era where for the last decade or so, there's been so many, uh, what are they called? Like long, long sequels where it's like a movie franchise happens. And then 20 years later, they're like fried green tomatoes too. Everybody's in their eighties, you know, like it's, it's that where they keep, you know, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. The, the, you know, more Star Wars movies where they have the original cast coming back and they're all like in their seventies. Yeah. And, um, 
it's very mixed. Some of I I thought Top Gun was awesome, but yeah. like I think this the new Star Wars trilogy is pretty roundly uh, got is a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. I, I mean, I like the first two of them. Yeah, yeah, and I know a lot of people didn't, but I did. And even that first one, anyways. Like it's it's very they they were trying stuff, but there's like something inherently dissatisfying about the long sequel. Yeah. And I think yeah, one of I the agree. reasons why is in storytelling when you tell like the penultimate or not penultimate, it's the wrong word. When you tell this huge, the most important story of somebody's life. Yeah. And it ends, it feels final. Like things are going to be on a trajectory forever. Yeah. And then to, to revisit those characters later and to see their lives still kind of not working and to see well, them I mean, still the thing flawed. is if you're making a movie, that narrative like has to continue. Like a movie's not going to be injured. Like if, 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 you know, if star Wars ended the way it should have, which is like, there's peace in the galaxy. Now that sequel would have been boring as fuck. So they had to invent more yeah. disaster. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the nature of, uh, it's the quote at the end of Watchmen where it's like, did I do the right thing in the end? And they're like, no, nothing ever ends. Yeah. So I, I think people don't like, we want things to be wrapped up in a bow and for them to not be is much more true to life, but also frustrating and disappointing. I think on some level. Yeah, I get, yeah, I get that. I mean, it, like, I mean, it, it also would go like, I mean, like, honestly, like, realistically, if you like, had, like, if there was another comic, they would suddenly Link and Zelda would have a strong connection in the middle of nowhere. They'd have that again. And it would kind of belittle this moment. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe that is more like what real life is. But also, like, I would love if, you know, back to sequels, like, you know, if you're going to do that, like, I, you know, if the whole thing is like, hey, real life, you know, but like address that. I don't know, like, like, be interesting about it. But they rarely are, I think. Well, and I, I guess my point was just here, it feels like this reflects more like what real life is, where it's like, oh, we had this crazy adventure and we drifted apart. The end. <laughs> and it's just like, whoa, that, <laughs> wow, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, this this comic that, I mean, keep in mind, this is one of those comics where they invent hot air balloons in a fantasy setting. Yeah, dude, I, that, that was the peak of this comic, honestly. The, there's three moments I cared about. Uh, my favorite time is every time they blew up a dungeon. Yeah, yeah, I would say all those dungeons rule. I'd say all the fire corn, the grenades. Yeah, grenade yeah, lots action. of grenades. Um, the art, of course. Uh, you know, let's end. I want to end this how I've said what I've said the whole time. Love the art, hate <laughs> hate the bubbles. Uh, except for this one. This uh, this one had a good bubble. There was uh, four good bubbles at the end. Oh, the word bubbles. Word bubbles. Yeah, you're talking about. Okay, talking yeah, about word I got you. All right. The end. The end. Uh, we're here at the Game Boy games. Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. Yeah, dude. I um I really uh, wanted to play this in anticipation because I just know I've got some nostalgia to this game. I didn't play it. I, I have it on 3DS, but I don't have a 3DS yeah, right now. So. I, I have a 3DS now. Um again, I mean it's just the themes I think are just really cool. Like it's if, good. I, if I could just like I mean, this is like this is like a whole feature that like spreads all the themes and all the levels. And like it really like turtle zone. First zone is the tree Mario zone. That's zone. Zone. But like the first zone, you're like up in a tree. You're up in a tree doing cool tree stuff. The next year in the macro zone, it's fucking honey. I shrink the kids. It's you, a big zone. You go into a house and you turn tiny. I love being tiny. There's a pumpkin zone. Good Pump- for them. Mario zone where you go on a giant clock. Mario and the final boss level. It's not Bowser's castle. It's Mario castle and Wario took over. Wait a but minute. Mario, Mario castle is the final level. That's awesome. What's Mario doing with a castle? I, that's a little, a little suspicious. Space Zone? 
Turtle Zone? Come on. Okay. Still think it's a calculator game. Man, Weston, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think during the Nintendo 64 era when you fucking hate every game and I love every <laughs> game, it's going to be it's going to be a tough era for this podcast. Yeah, when we, we get to uh, the GameCube and I'm just like, I want to dedicate a whole thing to Chibi Robo. Dude, well, for the record, I mean, I'm with you. GameCube is great. And like, I, I understand the Nintendo I mean, I understand that Nintendo 64 does not hold up well, but things do hold up well. Like the theme, to, to be clear, the, I'm dunking on a Game Boy game. Yeah, and you're the right. original, you're the right. OG Game Boy. You are right. The, I, I would argue also Nintendo. I think NES, Game Boy, and Nintendo 64 all hold up like fucking garbage. I love Nintendo 64. Like, Super Mario 64 is a great game. Yeah. Are you just, are you associating my, like, lack of knowledge and love for Ocarina? Oh, yeah, I am doing that. I'm that's spreading totally, that. You think that's separate? You think that's a edge case? You think it's specifically you just don't like Ocarina that much? Well, yeah, it's just I never got into it. Huh. Like, I acknowledge I, I'm not one of those people that's like, I don't like it. So it's objectively bad. It's like, yeah. no, I, I know people love Ocarina. You just didn't resonate with it. I didn't like the original Final Fantasy seven. I like the remake. Oh, really? Yeah. I just never got into it. I played six, you know, huh. like that, that was the, that was the one I connected more with. All right. Anyways, man, those are, those are two games I love. And you just, you just, you just shit. Whoa, <laughs> no, whoa, no, 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 no. Whoa. I'm kidding. You've been very mature about it. Uh, hey, I haven't heard you say anything good about the original XCOM. <laughs> I, I I haven't played it. It was a game that I um um, but I feel like any game that I would criticize that you like, you would agree with me. I like. I feel like Destiny Two waste your time, and I think you would agree. Oh with yeah, me. <laughs> it's a waste of time. Also, I put two to three hundred hours into it a year, like, and I would love to work at Bungie, you know, on narrative. <laughs> I I know. I I, I kind of get that. Like I feel like that's this. Uh, so we just we're about to do another Destiny sidetrack classic for the podcast but um i feel like people who like read brandon sanderson books is the same way they're like <laughs> i love them but don't read them don't, don't read them i still want to read uh Mistborn. like i don't know sanderson's interesting yes their stories are really good but um you got to put a lot of a lot of time i don't know i just i i joined one of those uh this is such an elder millennial thing but like you can do subscription email newsletters Ooh. where it's like a book club like i joined one called the big read and for the first part of the year, they're doing Lonesome Dove, Larry McMurtry, Pulitzer Prize winning Western novel Ooh. from like the, I think it's the 80s. That's exciting. And I'd always wanted to read it, but it's definitely not, I don't read a lot of Westerns. Yeah. I like a good Western. I'm not opposed to it, but like, you know, that's not, and that book's dense. Like it, it's, it's a huge paperback. That's interesting. And uh, I started it and I mean, the writing's good. Uh, yeah, I have a harder time. I feel like nowadays modern books are kind of read more like movies. Like they're they're mm-hmm. getting your attention fast. They they jump to the action. Interesting things are happening and changing. Like I tried to read Treasure Island. Mm, I couldn't do it. Oh, but that's like 19th century. I, yeah, yeah, that's go. Old, yeah, super old. I couldn't uh, do it though. One of the other book club books that's on that list for the year that was actually really exciting is they're going to do uh, Three Musketeers, Alexander Ooh. Dumas. So that's like. I like Dumas. Like yeah. I like his writing style, even though it's super, it's like 500 years old now or something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah. I, I, I guess I'd have a hard time. Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> like these are great, cool, classic adventures. So I don't know. That does seem like if you can do it, that'd be a fun book to read. Dude, and they're reading Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Shirley Jackson is like one of the great haunted house I gotta stories. Catch up. I've been only, I, I got to stop reading only fantasy. I mean, it's, it's like, look, I, instead of reading four Brandon Sanderson books, I could have read every classic book ever made. 
<laughs> you can read some. <laughs> It can be a real slog to start off. Like Lonesome Dove was like, I, I was, I, I grabbed the audiobook from the library because you yeah. can, dude, guys, you, it's so easy. It's basically like going on Amazon to get like library books digitally. It's so easy. I, yeah, you, you are. It sounds good. I do want to point out just how clearly we don't want to talk about Bonk's adventure. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Like when we start the TurboGrafx 16 podcast, we'll we'll talk about Bonk. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, I, I do want to get I, I feel like library is like a thing no one considers getting, but it's like it's like that secret, it's a secret gem. I'm so happy I got the card. And I'm not re I'm checking stuff out and not being able to finish it and yeah. like just not, but you know, like books that I would not that I would have bought and not necessarily gone through, I'm at mm-hmm. least like giving a shot. Yeah. And I found cool stuff, you know, like um also also being able to get that Larry Mc like the Lonesome Dove audiobook to then like so I have a, the book and the audiobook in tandem. So it's like, all right, if I'm walking somewhere, audiobook driving. Otherwise, I'll find it in the paperback. Yeah. That's it, fun. It helps. Hell yeah. Literature. Uh anyways, Bonk's Bonk is I like Bonk. I want to clarify. We like Bonk. He's got big head, flips around, slams it on the ground to Looks like Krillin. Slam in. He does look like Krillin. Uh, similar, <laughs> similar power creep. If uh, Dragon Ball Z power levels are uh, uh, console, like the franchise sales. <laughs> Whatever. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm out. I'm surprised there hasn't been like um, a Dragon Ball Z game that's about leveling up and power creeping. Because like, pretty sure. Or has there. Didn't they do? So there's a bunch of them that are like, one-on-one fighters yeah totally Street Fighter. but like if the whole thing about dragon ball z is like literally le- the the tv show is about leveling up right yeah there, there's rpgs are there they, there one recently that came out in like the last five years called like the story of goku or something <laughs> and it's literally just it's always the arc of the show where it's like oh it's the saiyan saga oh he, uh, here's yeah. broly um broly Oh no, it's Frieza. Frieza. Oh no, it's the androids. Oh no, it's Cell. Oh no, it's uh, Boo. The end. <laughs> Although they came back with the new Dragon Ball series where they're just doing like Dragon Ball Z style stuff. Ooh. Uh, anyways, we're clearly just avoiding talking about the Looney Tunes <laughs> Game Boy game. Yeah, it's Game Boy section. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is this is nothing. It's it's a licensed platforming game. You play as different. Looney Tunes characters, including Speedy Gonzalez, who's been kind of retired lately, I want to say. Yeah, he's kind of... He's a little... Sweeped under the rug. I, I always... I look... Okay. I look at Speedy, and I'm like, why... He's such a likable character. Like, why would they want to... Like, why would he be problematic? And then I remember it's like... He's ironic because of the idea of, like, a hardworking, fast... Mexican and I'm like oh that's pretty bad okay Okay, now I understand so like Speedy himself is not the problem it's that he is a reaction to a terrible stereotype (laughs) anyways well uh, also all the Looney Tunes have been taken off of HBO Max you can't you can't watch them on their at their base it would be like if you went home to go see uh, your parents at their home and they were not there. <laughs> and all that there was there was uh, the Righteous Gemstones. Right? Every, every time you hear the Righteous Gemstones, I think of the Crystal Gems from Steven Universe. <laughs> and by the way, Righteous Gemstones, awesome show. I, I hear it's great. It's great. Uh, Steven Universe, not bad. Do you want to take a break? Uh, we should take a break. 
Hey, you're listening to the Now You're Playing With Podcast, the podcast. Are you ready? This is the Beer Break, brought to you by Howard and Nestor. Hey, I'm Nestor. Um, glub up that beer, my friend. Here we go! Hey, thanks. Hey, it's me, Weston. Thank you for listening listening to our podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. If you've been enjoying the show, uh, the best thing you could do to help us grow would be to share it with a friend. That is the way that we can continue to grow as a podcast. So, you know, no pressure, but if you know somebody that likes weird old magazines and old video games and people dunking on terrible cartoon characters, we'd really appreciate it if you tell them about it. Yeah, like it's like growing a plant. You know, you water it and your water is sharing it with a friend and you can watch this podcast I mean, I don't know what would change we're, for we're you. We're the sunshine in that yeah. metaphor. Yeah, we're the sunshine, bitch. Yeah, and you're you're the one. <laughs> don't antagonize them. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the guy. All right. Wait, did you say you played it? Link Between Worlds. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Link okay, Between good. Worlds is, I think, um, I, I think it's my personal. I think it's the best two D Zelda. It, it's amazing. It's the best, like top down. Rovio is one. such a great character. Yeah, and just like the, the twist of who he is. Well, that's I mean, I uh, we talked about this a little bit in our link to the past episode of this podcast. I was talking about how like when you exit the like you go through the main beginning sequence and you exit like the big church and it really feels like Skyrim. Like you have a moment where you're like, oh, my God, I can go anywhere. This is so exciting. Yeah. And it's a big world. And to some degree in link to the past, that's a bit of an illusion. You really can't go anywhere you want. Like it's not as like fully open as you'd think. But you have a lot of. I mean, it, it, it is really like Skyrim because you can't it, yeah. go everywhere in you, Skyrim. That's true. But in both cases, you have a huge map with a lot of options. Um, yeah, and then and I agree. They're like Link to the Past definitely does feel like that. There's there's there is quite a bit to do, but I do think Link Between Worlds takes that a step further. Oh yeah, because in that one, you can just go rent the yeah, item yeah. to beat a dungeon. Yeah. And then it gives you different items that also unlock dungeons. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a wild. really cool design. Yeah, it's so cool. Oh man! All right, that's a great game, and you know it's a great comic. That's going to bittersweet. We got to end this thing. We're here, oh. do I hand this to you? I don't know. Yeah, here, I'll have it. So we're at the Super Mario Adventures finale. Um, this is it. This is our. There's, uh, there's one. There's one more. But well, this is the end we, of the we know this. This is the end of like the arc. There's like one more. I we know because we have the comic books that Weston bought through a nice little that's moment. right uh we know there's one more comic but it's not tied to the main story like the serialized adventure comes to an end here i think it's pretty messed up we'll be taking a break from mario for a while they had two 12 issue comics that started and ended at the same time yeah and that not only is it bad business yeah so we're talking about business we're talking about business you yeah. keep keep people subscribed by layering you know you, the one star trek series kicks up right as another one ends that's what paramount plus does yeah i know yeah like why it, would, yeah, and then on top of that you have like you can go watch um what the fuck what else is on paramount plus? oh yeah like it's not built where like we're not like we're not these sad goodbyes aren't followed by like happy welcomes yeah and at the same time we should be on issue five or six yeah. of another comic that's a good point that's a very good point no you know you know it's the biggest tragedy these comics are ending and Nestor's adventures is continuing to happen oh yeah that, that's definitely a crime that's a goddamn crime uh and yeah so we've been very like positive on this uh comic and i once again am it's positive fantastic. about it. i love this finale i uh the very first panel like it's literally the title sequence and it immediately starts with bowser getting booted in the face by mario that's the very first it's like, oh yeah it's like part of the title sequence it's not even like it's not even a panel and the first real panel you see is just bowser pinballing and bowling 
and blasting at at uh, all, all the bad guys. And it's uh, I just thought a real fun start. It, it puts you right it's in the very high energy, right in the action. Uh, I, I'm excited. I like again, and I've, I've talked about like they're great at like orchestrating like action and like they use the comic, but like I don't know how, but every time I read this comic, it just it it breathes energy. You feel the high mania, crazy energy, and I, they, I I'm just impressed. It's just a reminder for me that while I've read. When it comes to Japanese comics with with like manga, mm-hmm. I've read, you know, like Junji Ito. I've read horror stuff. I've read some sci-fi stuff. I've read some action-y. You know, I remember reading uh, Spriggan, and I enjoyed yeah. Spriggan, uh, which is like anime action Indiana Jones. But I haven't really read like Ranma One Half or like th- these lighter physical comedies. I know. It's, it's, it's making me interested in the genre. Honestly. Yeah, I, I think that there's a whole corner of that medium because I've read uh, like American like lighthearted comics um, and I've read some, you know, like I, a, a little bit of a, a oh, gosh, what's not not 1010 um, act acts, not actually. That's the shooter. Asperix, the one the one with the Gauls fighting the Romans. I don't know. It's a French comic. You know what? It's not important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well read. But you don't, you're not, you're a little low on those slapstick comics. I read Bobo, 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 and that's the slapstick manga. And I've never heard of that. You haven't heard of Bobo, 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 Bobo? No, it sounds great though. Oh, uh, dude, it's great. It it's sounds like, like you made it up. No, a no, no. Bit. It's, uh, it's Bobo, 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 Bobo. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a Dragon Ball Z esque parody thing. And I mean, I don't oh, know man. how well it holds up. I, I think fairly. It's just, um, they like, they all have like special like arts, and the main character, his art is, of the nose, of no, he does has it's, nose it's hair powers. Asterix, right? Asterix is the one I'm thinking of. I don't know. All right, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, Scott Pilgrim, physical comedy. Ha ha. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Bobo was a lot of like a characters at like a shoot off, like a, two, a characters like holding the gun at someone, and another character holding a gun at them. And then the character just shoots his buddy for no reason. Okay, great. <laughs> it's a lot of that. that. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, that's 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 Bobo. Uh, in in the anime world, I'm a huge fan of Lupin the Third. I love Lupine. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, oh gosh, it's it's where Miyazaki came from. His first hey. TV show and feature film were, was working on Lupin the Third. That's where Castle of Cagliostro came from. Hell yeah, lots of good comics, and you know this comic's fucking great. So anyway, I, I think we can <laughs> jump through more than a page of plot here pretty quickly. Yeah. So the Princess Peach is hypnotized to love Bowser. Uh, Mario's trying to save her. I'm kind of bummed, honestly. Kind of <laughs> bummed that. Peach was kind of our favorite character and she just got hypnotized and she's not really she, like, she is now the most normal. Yeah. She's kind of the most inactive and she just kind of like loves Bowser. Here's the, here's the interesting thing. We were, we were just waxing romantic about how that legend of Zelda comic managed to put in a pretty cool ending. Yeah. I think the ending of this one's a little underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I we're but, not there yet. I'm just, you know, I agree. And, and part of that is Peach not being like her amped up, like cr- like crazed, high energy self. I, I agree. I did like the a- final action sequence, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I love that. So, uh, but I agree. It's it's a kind of inverse and the opposite. It's like okay, so there. Yeah, so pretty much Mario grabs Peach and he's like jumping on the big old giant cake. cake. That's like a thing from earlier. And all, all the all the Koopas and everyone's like, for yeah, him. there's a giant cake that Bowser baked for this. Wedding. It's like a cake that's literally the size of a castle, and Mario's right. jumping up it, and all the guards are following. We cut to Yoshi and Luigi on their little B plot, and they like, man, there's so much fun. It's, since this is serialized, I feel like we got so much to. All the Yoshi's got captured, and they got returned into eggs. 
Yeah, and, after they were towing the cake into position for the wedding. Yeah. They got turned back into eggs. And then Yoshi and Luigi see the eggs. Yoshi it, freaks out. Yoshi freaks out. Luigi has a, rem- a memory of how he hatched the original one by like bonking it. Yeah. And then he and Yoshi begin to crack open thousands of Yoshi yeah. eggs. And like, I got to say, I mean, it's a small thing. And like, again, it's not like brilliant writing, but it, it's in what makes it, a, you know, a step above like Zelda is like one thing I really like that they do is whenever they like have a solution to something, it's usually related to some sort of like object they got previously that we saw or some sort of like lesson they learned previously that remember like mm-hmm. when they like destroy, they, they like see all these Yoshi eggs and they have to like fucking hatch them. They hatched one and they remember how to do that. They hatched one on right. accident and now they know how to do it on purpose. The rule is already established. It's a small thing, but yeah, it's like, it's like calling back to like, Oh, we learned this lesson. So now we know how to hatch Yoshi eggs. It's, it's like a small thing, but I feel like to me, it is a little bit of a step up of, you know, compared, well, like it, it makes this thing a little better than Zelda. And the other thing that's dope here, these clubs they're using to crack o- open the eggs. You see what those are, right? Oh no. They're stalactites oh. from the cave they're in. Whoa. I, damn. Talking about attention to detail. I missed that one. Yeah. So they've, they've cracked off cl- stalactites and they're using them as clubs to uh, bust open the eggs and free all the Yoshis. Damn. Fuck. I, I feel I'm kind of jealous. You, I'm normally the guy who pulls. You, yeah, I know. You, I, got, I got one. You pulled a fast one on me at the I end. Got, that's one for me. Okay. 20 well, for you. Can I do the next panel? Yeah. Uh, Mario gets bumped in the head a lot. And the his right bumps have bumps. His bumps have bumps on Sorry, him. Sorry, was I spoiling that? And the you left bump that. is a poke. It looks like a pokey. It looks like the little cactus guy. It has a little face. Yeah, no, it, it looks, it, uh, it has like spikes on it and like little hairs, but it looks like, do you know what a pokey pokey is? Are they the uh, the look, little look up pokey pokey ca- cactus guys up, from yeah. Super Mario World? Look up pokey. It, look, it looks like a pokey pokey. How do you spell pokey? P o k e y, p like a yellow pokey pokey. Right? It's not. It's not giving me anything coherent. No, the, the internet. Uh, well, you know, I, I guess we'll move on. All right. That's my well, his bumps are a pokey pokey. I thought I, it was fun. I do wish his uh, bumps have bumps on them, and it, one forms like a little cacti cacti creature related to a Mario creature. I love it. I love it. I'm in. I personally would prefer to get injured where I just get a bump for one panel of a comic uh, rather than, you know, like a week's long sprain. I I mean, like he's right back to no bumps in the next panel. It's great. Tweak your shoulder and you got to be gentle with it. I mean, I really think they were just getting for a year. That pokey pokey reference was, I think it was the big, the big move there. There's also, so I, I do think as much as like, we're talking about how, sorry, I cut you off. What did you say? Oh, I, I was going to go back into the, the call out Bowser's expressions ruling because they still do. Yeah, they are very funny. Uh, yeah, so they Bowser chooses not to kill Mario. <laughs> and it's like his like, big punishment is tying him up and watching him marry Peach. Yep. And they so they're starting the wedding and, and Bowser is tied up in the front row having to watch the marriage happen. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, they are interrupted. Kind of funny. All, um, all of Bowser's expressions on these two pages. He, dude, I, I know, dude. His, his, like, his, like, wa- the, uh, the magic Koopa is giving like the vows and stuff, and Bowser's eyes look so emotional. Yeah, he has this very serious anime eyes. Yeah, it's like, such <laughs> a great drawing. <laughs> and then uh, we also get his shocked expression when he realizes when he's told that the Yoshi's are coming and a massive stampede of Yoshi's. And they, then they have, again, like, I feel like they have a lot of fun Interrupts panels, the wedding. But they have this, like, cool panel of the left panel is all the Bowser, like, minions and 
Goombas and Koopas with like swords and stuff like charging one direction. And the right panel is all these Yoshis trampling one direction. Yep. And they're like the panels are like are like uh charging towards each other. And again, they're just having fun with comic book structure. Like it's just that's a fun two panels. I'm in. Yep. And they, they hit the same thing again there because Bowser sends uh Kamek out to I guess zap twelve thousand Yoshis back into eggs again. And yeah. they they uh stamp him until he's like a flat piece of paper wafting to the <laughs> ground. Yep. Which is a thing that happens. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and him getting stamped is what knocks Peach out of her trance because he was the one who did the spell on her. Oh, this. Hey, man. You're, you're right, man. This comic has really, really, you know what it is? It's just really clean cause and effect. It's yeah. just yeah. throughout. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. And like, it's, I don't know. It's like that, uh, especially with like this crazy, like it's this, we're in this crazy wild Mario universe. And the fact that there the, the there's so much consistency and logic to the world that you know is obviously very whimsy and crazy. Well, what what, what I makes appreciate, the franchise, I appreciate it? And to be fair, this is this tracks with the games because you know what makes the Super Mario World or Super Mario sixty four um, so great and compelling is that it introduces a rule yeah. and then follows it. Yeah, for a level or you know for a world. I agree. I'm just very so yeah. Very impressed. And like Peach snaps out of the trance, but what I'm bummed about is she's not fucking going not like she's not not her, not her old self. If it was old Peach, she would step out of the trance, see Mario tied up, tied up, like be, throw him at Bowser. Yeah. Yeah. Unroot the post that he's tied, the column <laughs> he's tied to and throw him at. Yeah. Bowser getting away in the clown. She would ship. like call like a thousand toads to make like a, th- a toad mech suit that she <laughs> that she's in. That'd be sick. Yeah. Right? I mean, I feel like she would untie him in both things, but like, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, she's actually pretty nice. She wouldn't abandon him, theoretically. Yeah. Uh, she would abandon her toads. If it was a toad tied up, she's she very, would leave she, him. She, she is genuinely cruel to her toads. Uh, <laughs> but, I, and I mean, like, you want to talk like about cause and effect. So, like, uh, I remember, like, oh, Mario Lasso's, like, uh, Bowser gets on his, like, little clown uh, uh, spaceship thing, and he starts his little clown car airship that's like in every that's in the games and he starts to fly away and i remember mario's lasso and i'm just noticing mario's lasso that he uses is the same rope he would have was tied up in oh that's not okay yep yeah you, you just, got one it's like that's great step by step i mean this i mean the attention to detail and consistency in this world it's just like man I don't know, that's clean the person who made this cares it's nice i like seeing that i like how this is another thing that's fun uh mario lasso is the koopa the koopa thing and not only yeah, is Bowser emoting, ship. but the clown ship itself is emoting. Oh my he, god! He, he like laughs it, oh and the cloud ship like is like surprised when he gets it, and they go barreling into the cake, and you get the clown's ship's eyes like bulge out, like it's afraid. It's so fun, so fucking awesome, so fun. All right, so they are into the cake. This is how it had to end. They had to be like Bowser escapes into a pipe into the cake. Mario follows him. The stampede of Yoshis has arrived at the cake. They're eating their way into this massive cake. Yeah. So like, honestly, the, 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 like the way they have it drawn to is it's like, they get this like side view as if it's like a big ant hill or like, if you're familiar with the game worms. Oh yeah. It looks like the game worms. It's like, you see Bowser like in the cake trying to like (laughs) tunnel away and you see all the Yoshis like from a billion different directions, like, like little ants just like cutting him, him off and like creating no escape. This for Bowser, t- and it's just damn. I mean, I hope this is interesting to listen to because it's fucking great to watch. Yeah, you so should, fun. You should go read this comic, man. Uh, dear listeners, I mean, I genuinely like. I would say 
If you're listening, the only thing I want you to do, don't play Nintendo games. Fuck, get, watch, read this comment. It's great. Go back to, uh, this is volume 43. Go back to volume <laughs> 31, because that would be the first one, right? I think so. 32? Yeah. Uh, just go to archive.org, go to Retro Mags, and just enjoy this comic. Enjoy the treat. It's, uh, it's fun. All right, so Bowser escapes the Yoshis in like the little ant hill, the tunnels. These drawings are very detailed. There's like dozens of Yoshis in each one, by the way. Yeah, it feels just amazing. Like there's a lot of panels that feel very like Where's Waldo. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely, we're getting our money's worth with the like level of rendering detail. Yeah. uh, That are, we we have to look up who the artist is for this. It's crazy that we're not calling him out every time. I know. Well, actually, at the the end, it it says it. And I mean, to be honest, like that's, uh, I mean, I do think it's in tandem. I think the artist is great, but I also think like the designers, like I think there's a lot of like really smart moves and really cool. They're having, it's just, they're having so much fun making this and there's so much care. Like they're having so much like, I mean, even like small well, this, stuff. This is a manga cost. So it is some, the artist is the designer. Okay. The, yeah. o- the only thing that we're getting that's not Charlie Nozawa at this point, I believe well, we should look at the credits because there might the 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 colors for it because it's a full color comic might be somebody. There's well, also but a there's thing. a guy who's like named Kentaro Takakuma and he dreamed of the scenario. Oh, the scenario is a script. You're right. Yeah, that yeah. guy's the scenario, and the other guy is the. And then we also have the uh, the voice of Peach was the English translation of the script. Right? Man, just the fucking dream team. Okay, so they, they're doing all this stuff eating and like Mario, like Bowser's head pops up from the top of it and Mario's standing right there and they do like a cool like battle at the top. But it's cool because it's like all the eating and like anthill shit shenanigans that's happened. It's like made this big cake. It's like crumbling down. It's like yeah. falling over. Like C- Cake's collapsing. Jeng- Jenga. It's like all, it's been eaten to its bare bones and it's it collapse and you know they do the classic thing that's not you know this is like maybe the moment of not great writing of these things but who yeah cares? this is what i was calling out it's what? just like there's a lot of like it's this has happened twice where there's a big explosion it's just the whole a big castle explodes and the 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 aftermath is oh bad guy made didn't make it out good guy made it out yeah bowser is apparently crushed yeah. by his cake his hubris if you will that's a it's a thematic it's, i mean thing you're not wrong there is a is a classic uh, hero's journey storytelling thing where a villain is destroyed by this, the prideful tower of Babel <laughs> that he created. I mean, I think you're right. Um, and instead of spending a lot of time unwinding and like a hugely melancholy ending, like the Legend of Zelda comic, they're like, "Wow, we made it. The end." Yep. Success. Yeah, I, I agree. It's kind of the opposite of Zelda. It's like a Zelda. I hated. No, I didn't hate it. And Peach, I, I, Peach I love- gives Mario a smooch, which I don't think. I don't think that tracks with no, their relationship in this comic. I, I, I'm, I'm out. They, they kind of did peach dirty. I'll, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Maybe she's still mind controlled. Ooh, now that yeah, it's ah. <laughs> like a little like bubble at the corner, and it's Bowser. Like I'm still doing it. Uh, yeah, it, I mean it's 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 like the opposite of Zelda. It's like Zelda was like uh, I didn't care about it until the very end. And this is I loved it, and then at the very end, I was a little underwhelmed. Well, we have one more issue coming. We have one more issue. Which yeah, you this said is, this isn't the end. I did look up. I was curious on what the scenario writer did as well, and I, okay. I, I want to read whatever this person's done, and I did yeah. look it up. Okay, and they name it. It's called Comic Lessons. Even an ape can draw a comic. Oh yeah, and I'm like, I'll probably read that at some point, and I, and I'll probably like look at the uh, 
the artist as well, just because I like this enough that I'd, I'd be willing to see their other work. I looked up the comic lessons, even if they can draw a comic, uh, which is, again, referenced in this kids magazine. And there's straight up hentai in it. Oh, it's pornographic. It's like, I mean, it's like comedic, but it's like a, it's like a parody how to make comics. That's like <laughs> jokey. But I just thought it was All like, right. I was not expecting hentai. It was like, I mean, like, that's like, I think 5% now, of the book. When you, when you say, are we talking about like, like sex, graphic penetration, e- like uh, not just nudity, uh, not just sex comedy. There was, there was, I think a guy tongue in a girl's asshole. All right. Oh, yeah. That's really graphic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. And it's a reference in this kid's magazine. It's like, hey, look this up. That's amazing. <laughs> Man, Nintendo Power, what are you doing? But I, I do I, I do think I will read it and come and circle back because uh, it's it's only, you know, 5% hentai. It's, you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. We should check it out. It's important to, <laughs> to learn, you know. Hey, man, look, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I'm going to I'm going to read it. Hey, boom. Boom. Look at that. that, that look at that. I'm, read I'm, comics. Read read comics from other countries. I'm 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 sad to see it go. I I mean, the, really, this Mario. I do have to say, hats off. It's kind of dragged me through some of these wor- more boring issues. So no kidding. I uh, I hope I hope the Star Fox com- Star Fox comic is good. Star Star Fox Star Fox. I'm, <laughs> man, I'm thinking about hentai. Right? Do they do another comic after Star Fox? Uh yeah no I mean they do like a Star Wars comic I know they do um, wait really yeah they, there's a Star Wars comic with no yeah. way um, is it a Nestor Star Wars comic no it's just Star Wars dude it's just like Luke Skywalker and Vader and shit no way yeah. in Nintendo Power yeah because I I have I've done a little bit of like scrubbing forward and I noticed that You're cheating yeah all right I, I'm not I'm not very patient but Star Wars is Star Fox Star Fox is next. Star Fox, get this guy off me. (laughs) Uh, Counselor's Corner, I'll I'll take. Star Fox. Pikachu, you're canceled. Uh, Counselor's Corner. There's not, I mean. Slippy. Slippy Toad. Counselor's Corner. (laughs) I don't have anything on these. It's, I mean, these are good games, I guess. Street Fighter. Desert Strike, Return to the Gulf. Yeah, tell me about this dope game about the first <laughs> Gulf War. <laughs> I will pass you the Pikachu. All right. We're here at Roadrunner's Death Valley Rally. And as I established earlier, this is a good looking game and we like good Looney Tune. However, <laughs> however, if you're going to make a game where you play as the Roadrunner. Gotta be. Gotta be fast. He should be fast. I agree. Why? Why? Why would you not try to do Snedek Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog? By the way, I'm saying Sonic the Hedgehog. If this is your first episode, I'm sorry. Do you ever play as a coyote in this game? No, that would be another fun way to take this yeah. game, where you're setting up traps for the Roadrunner. Now, of course, you can't kill. He can't catch the Roadrunner. That's one of the rules of the cartoon. It, there's like a yeah. five bullet point. That's your excuse to go to the next level. You didn't catch him. You got to go to the next level. Yeah, you got to not catch him the right way, and then you win and you move on. I mean, I agree that it looks good, but there is like something profoundly disappointing about like at least this isn't like all taking place in a fucking lava castle. Man, you really hate that MC Kids game. (laughs) That game was not bad. Why would you put the hamburger in a lava castle? I I I I don't get how that's not clicking as crazy. Video game shorthand, man. It's like when a movie has a character with a laser sword. I, I guess you could cook burgers and, and 
like in a castle, like lava grills. I want to see. I'm, I'm not going to go over that. Can you imagine like a super high speed, like you, you could do Sonic Adventure style 3D stuff with the Roadrunner where he's like careening around like these two lane Route 66 highways in the desert. That'd be so good. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just going to say listeners at home. I feel like I need some support on this, on the hamburgers, hamburglar living in a lava castle. Being, if, if, you, if you feel if like you, the, the hamburgers, <laughs> hamburglar's lava, lava castle <laughs> is totally fine and what is to be expected from a normal license game text lava castle yes to four zero six six seven lee I, look i need people backing me up here uh just you can take it down after, just leave a review send us a letter i don't know <laughs> just say that you agree yeah go, go to apple podcasts should not be in the lava that's crazy if you believe the hamburglar so- should not be in a lava castle <laughs> Leave a five-star review <laughs> on your listening platform of choice. Hey, that's bad marketing, buddy. If you feel like he should be in a lava castle, leave a five-star review <laughs> on a different li- l- platform than you normally listen Honestly, to. Honestly, if someone says that, I'm taking on the whole fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> we are, all right, now we're here at... Yeah, the, the legendary poster. Uh Lost Vikings, man. I, yeah, actually, I just don't know what this is. I it's don't a know. Blizzard it's, game. It's a Lost Vikings. Is three little like cartoony Vikings popping out of a poster. This is one of the first Blizzard games. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, each they, Vi- I mean, each Viking has different powers, and you swap between them to go through levels. Uh, it's not bad. So is this all the fucking pieces of shit? <laughs> Making their- <laughs> Whoa! What? Whoa! <laughs> no. I'm kidding. The Lost Vikings are accused of domestic abuse. <laughs> God damn it. Never meet your heroes. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that is actually, I mean, like, that is like a thing. Like, I mean, I've been talking about even like, uh, I mean, like, uh, like the, I mean, it's even a bummer to have your hero just be like a bummer. So, like, yeah, those rare, I mean, the, earlier in this ad- magazine, they had the, the kid like met the rare, rare people. Do you remember the rare people? Like oh, the, he went to the rare people and they just talked about their sports cars yeah, and horses. Uh, man, it's like, I like, that's just a disappointment. Like, man, what a fucking disappointing interview where like they interview a, a video game creator. And all they talk about how is how much they love being rich. Very funny. But if you actually that's care about funny. game design, <laughs> that's like such. And they weren't trying. They, it wasn't like them being silly. They weren't trying to be funny. They were just literally being like, "Yeah, I'm fucking rich. I love it." John Carmack. Granted, on- I would do that. I bet if maybe they if if they just got rich, that's deceptive. I think if you just got rich after being like poor, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, but it's still a crime to be boring. Yeah, that's true. Uh, John Carmack on Twitter admitted that he loaned money to a bunch of people in the 90s when he had a lot of money. One person of whom was American McGee, who finally paid him back. (laughs) John Carmack's Twitter is fascinating. Who's who's John Carmack's? He is the tech wizard from id software who made doom doom and quake quake and also is was hugely influential in the tech behind vr at uh, oculus oh so he kept doing it yeah he he was one of the he was the person i think that was online talking about how you had to get the latency and virtual reality down under 20 milliseconds for it to work huh for like just the human brain needs that speed so he's kind of a deep thinker yeah he just left meta so i don't know what he's doing now but he's done with vr for now okay uh yeah he he has lots of hot takes online and he's very he has tech bro energy even though he's like an older generation (laughs) but the the money thing was so interesting like 
I don't know. It, it's it's this glimpse, like you don't you get John Carmack, the programmer. Yeah, where it's like he invented all this, cre- you know. With Quake Three, he he divided everything by zero and it made it run two hundred times faster, like crazy stuff like that. Yeah. But you don't get John Carmack the person, and I think that's really yeah. interesting. And he honestly, he's probably breeding horses. Yeah, he's probably a horse guy too. <laughs> Uh, we're here at the there's more SNES games. This is Spider-Man and X-Men and Arcades Revenge. Um there's no good Spider-Man games before PlayStation 2. I stand by that. I think the Spider-Man 2 on PS2, that's the game. That's the game, yeah. baby. Open world yeah. open world Spider-Man swinging. Yeah. I, uh, by the Tony Hawk people. Is it by the Tony Hawk people? Um maybe don't quote me on that. <laughs> I, I, mean, I I vaguely remember I'm not gonna look it up. Readers, leave us a five star review if I'm an idiot. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't. I, I mean, like that. That is readers. Weird. Like Tony Hawk for me, for some reason, like it's like one of the best video games ever made. But I, for some reason, just put it in its own little bubble, as if those people don't exist anywhere else. Like, no, they were forced to make. Uh, did they have they made any other good game? Did, yeah, I've never thought about that. I've never thought about what else did the Tony Hawk creators make? Didn't NeverSoft get co opted into making? Oh, they had to make uh, Guitar Hero after. Harmonics left to do rock band. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. It was that thing where Activision bought the hardware guys, Red Octane. Speaking of 3DS, on the DS, they had rock band. You know how that shit worked? You had to plug in the GBA cartridge. Yeah, the, the buttons. GBA cartridge, which is you put the game in the DS cartridge and you put the fucking guitar thing in the GBA. Fucking all. And then you strummed on the on the touchscreen with a with a pick that they gave you. That's so crazy. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I absolutely awesome, knew about awesome, that. Awesome. And it was awesome. DS the DS Lite era was something special. <laughs> um to date myself, my DS Lite was signed by the Penny Arcade guys because I went to PAX in 2006 <laughs> and I sold it on eBay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this is another platformer, whatever. Let's, yeah, whatever. Hey, I can't wait for you to talk about the next one. Yeah, dude. I I, I have no idea. It's called pushover. It's like this little like red ant guy it's like a puzzle game with dominoes yeah I, I don't know all i know is whatever the mascot is like little like ant guy i feel like he feels like he feels like a character that you would remember in a magazine that never be able to find and like everyone tells you he never existed <laughs> he feels like a character the american <laughs> dental association would make to get kids to floss <laughs> like he doesn't feel like he's designed by real comic creators <laughs> He feels like he was created by a dentist cousin. I, I agree. There's something very strange and off-putting and weird about this character and the art for this game, but I have no other comments. His name is G.I. Ant. That's what I have to say. I read three words. Wait, is his name really G.I. Ant? Yeah. It's nuts. All right, I'm down, I'm down to talk a little bit about this. This is a Super Scope Roundup. It's a trio. Yeah. A trio of Super Scope 6 games. I thought these were all the same game. They they are different, although they look... I mean, you know, they're 16-bit shooters. Nintendo loves to fucking just bundle up four games that look identical and um, put them all together. I'm pretty sure I've played all of these, but I could be imagining that. You had a Super Scope? I had a Super Scope. And uh, Battle Clash was definitely something I ended up with at one point or another. I either rented it or... There really weren't any good Super Scope games, though, right? Fine. <laughs> I played like Yoshi. I played the Yoshi one. Yeah, the Yoshi one's all right. Like Battle Clash is okay. Battle Clash is kind of all about these extended boss battles with these um 
giant robots that have like weak points and stuff. So it's cool. Bazooka Blitzkrieg is got a great name. First of all, great name. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of just a shooter. Guys pop out at the screen. You fight a tank. Uh, And then X-Zone, I I don't think I actually played X-Zone. I take it back. It's just kind of, it's another, I don't know. Get the Enforcer for the sake of Genesis. All right. Players pull contest. Players pull contest. So the contest for this one is you win tickets to the final four of March Madness. I love March Madness. Hell yeah. I, I do it every year with my friends. I, the first time I did March Madness, my bracket, you know how like it's crazy odds to like win a bracket? Of the first 16 games, I got 14 and 16 right. And nice. I was like the very top, I was, I was in the top 0.0001% of brackets that's probably why why you like march madness yeah it might be it might be it's like i got got that hit there is data that shows that if your baseball team when you were a kid wins like the world series or whatever that will make you a lifelong fan hey i I mean in a weird way it's like it's like gambling it's like you gotta gotta get that jackpot baby and then you're then you're hooked for life i remember Uh, i remember this contest because it has the ncaa basketball logo from the game and it's cg and it's it's actually pretty good looking CG for the nineties, but I, I, it was burned CG, into my retina. I find CG charming. And yeah, that is a good point. I wonder if I would like it less if I didn't have a, a team that did well, hmm. or if I didn't have a good bracket. I mean, the so first time I did it, the ninety three NCAA Final Four in New Orleans. I, I would I would argue that I like basketball because it's just it's a little bit of a quicker sport, a little more yeah. going on. So I, I I enjoy that. But otherwise, this is a video game podcast. We're not going to talk about basketball here. Uh, let's move on. All right. Uh, hey, if you come in third place, you get a Nintendo Power T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Nah. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, when I was reading this, I was all I was thinking about is how angry I am that Mario's ending and this is still going to exist. Hey, it's the uh, Super Star Wars Nestor's Adventures, and they they've settled on a format. Yeah, it's like that they must have liked when they were doing it because they keep doing it. Yeah, it's yeah, no, it's I mean, it's literally like just Nestor driving a vehicle with someone else and just he's, calling him a dumb piece of shit. It's Nestor and, and C-3PO, your favorite Star Wars character, in a land speeder together, uh, doing the speeder level where the land speeder has blasters, so you're like shooting womp rats and stuff. I hate Nestor's Adventures. Uh, my only note for this one was, boy, this is bad. It's, it's, I so it's like, hate this comic. <laughs> quote unquote, witty repartee between C-3PO and Nestor, who looks like a character out of American Graffiti. It looks like he's wearing like a leather jacket with like a t-shirt and skinny jeans. Oh, I was thinking one thing, you know, the, you know, the Mandela effect thing. That's like yeah. this thing that's not actually Bear, interesting. Bears. Um, Cause one of them is C3PO in the movie has a silver leg and you don't remember that. And obviously yeah, don't you don't, you don't remember that because uh, it's very not noticeable. Not, huh. it's, it's like, but in, in the movie he has um, his like foot silver and it's like, you don't really know. I mean, it, it's, it's barely silver. It's, it's kind of bullshit, but uh, C3PO in this does not have a silver leg. These people don't care. This is just shit out. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I was just, I was playing a game that was talking about the Mandola effect and they specifically mentioned. We were, we were talking about uh, s- potentially celebrating in a later, later special episode, like the original Howard and Nestor comics. And I just wish we could go back to 
those broken, insane, yeah, like the duck comic. Like, can we please just have yeah, the duck? I just don't because this is like this is bad. Yeah, you know, it'd be a great Mandola effect would be if just Nestor Nestor never existed. Yeah, disappear him like Back to the Future. I know that's not actually the Mandola effect at all, but that's I wish that would happen. Please take that Pikachu. All right, we're here at the top twenty. Um, I don't even care anymore. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I do. I, I top three for NES: Mega Man Four, Legend of Zelda, Mario Bros. At number th- Bros. Three at number one. Right, uh, right. Top three for Super, Super Nintendo: TMNT Four at number three. Fair. Number two: Legend of Zelda. Hell yeah! Kind of surprising. Number one: Street Fighter Two. You know it. Okay, Game Boy. Number three: Battletoads. Hell yeah! yeah. Fuck you for, for no. Not, you know, no, actually, let's let's celebrate this one for a little bit. Let's take some time. Battletoads at number three. Good for them. It's a great looking game. Number two, Metroid 2, The Return of Samus, and at number one, Super Mario Land. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. Man, the Game Boy is just not great. Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Sick. It's a sick console, like one of the greatest consoles of all time. I agree. And I mean, it kind of parallels to the NES, but I mean, I also think the problem with the Game Boy 2 is they're just, it's kind of, it's a lot of like shoddy ports. I don't think that's fair for the uh, well. Battletoads is is a port, although I I would argue on a technical level. I know I give it a hard time, but it is an impressive port of the game. Yeah, but that, that I mean, like, what does that mean? It's like, like it looks impre- good. Like, what's like what's it so has good? the bullshit speeder levels? But I think we've talked about that a lot. Where it's like, oh, this is an impressive port, but it's like it's still not the ideal way to play it. So it's like it's the system is kind of whatever. Then well, but like Super Mario Land is them doing the best they can with yeah. technical limitations to adapt something like Super Mario yeah. Brothers to but the Game Boy. That, and I mean, I, that, I think it's remarkable. That, I mean, that just goes to show that the Game Boy is like it's just it's the hardware. It, everything that's good on it is like, oh, I'm impressed that someone made something good on this hardware. Metroid 2, though, I don't think it's, it's not just a port. It's something else. It's like yeah, this evolution. Like, yeah. But that's few and far between, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It's, de- it's definitely, it's, we've talked about this before. Are you, said, but you, said, like, are you flipping? Do you, do you love the Game Boy now? No, it's a calculator. Like, it's, <laughs> I would have loved it more if that, that uh, PDA, that giant keyboard attachment had come out. The Work Boy. <laughs> Release the work, boy. I'm ready for the virtual boy to come out. All right, let's get out of here. Craig T. Nelson, star of TV's Coach, is this this week's celebrity player profile. I watched a fair amount of Coach on the USA Network yeah. in the 90s. I'm back to not knowing who this is. Coach and Wings. Craig T. Nelson is, isn't he Mr. Incredible in The Incredibles? Is he? Pretty sure he is. I know that then. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. So so Craig T. Nelson is Mr. Incredible in the Incredible series. Man, great movies. I love them. Oh, yeah. Coach uh, was a sitcom where he is a college football coach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hang on. I want to say something about how Cheers makes me feel bad. You know, this is, all right, fine. Here, take no, the no, Pikachu. No, no, I don't no, want to no, 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 say that. I was saying going on. Um, Growing up when I was little, when Cheers would come on, it would depress me because it felt like old people entertainment. (laughs) And I think I'm realizing now, like this was more on the cusp where it was actually on when I was around, when I was a kid. Could we drill into that more? Like, why do you think old person entertainment bums you out? Like, what Um, what do you think about it? Like resonates. It makes makes me feel like um, staying home sick from school 
or like having to like, it's just like all of the dreariest, most not for me as a kid experiences of being a little kid. Like, do you feel like it made you feel alone? You felt like you didn't relate to adults? Yeah, there's an aspect of adulthood for older generations that I just think is bizarre. Yeah. I cheers and it made, and, you, feel, and it made you feel like, oh, these are adults and I just don't get this world at all. Like I'm, yes. I, I'm like confused. And that's weird because yeah. I love going out at night. I love going to a fun dive bar or fun pub or yeah. whatever. Like that that experience, that that like lively human energy of going to the watering hole is something I love so much as an adult. Cheers still bums me out though. <laughs> I kind of feel that. Like I, I definitely do feel like as a kid, I'd see like a bit. Oh, this is like what adults do. This, this is a bummer. Yeah, is they they listen to to records and uh, are really mis- <laughs> misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> One day, yeah. Alice, straight to the moon. Straight to the moon. Uh, this this interview, I did actually read the celebrate player profile with Mr. Incredible. And he's, ba- <laughs> he's basically a huge d- dork. Like he's got big dad energy. Uh, yeah. He talks a lot about his son. Uh, is basically like stay in school kids. Um, but yeah, like, Hey, Craig T. Nelson is Mr. Incredible. That's, End of story. Yep. All right. That's, that's enough for me. All right. All right. We're back uh, to the not playing saga. We, we mentioned this earlier. This is George, George and Rob's Rob. segment. Um, and we talked about earlier how like, uh, the art for them is fluctuating. And once again, it's fluctuated. George other- is incredibly handsome. Yep. And he looks slim. He looks like he's like 24. He looks slim and good. And I'm starting to notice that Rob, Rob just never looks good. They Rob, never, Rob, <laughs> I actually wrote down, Rob looks like a raisin who needs to eat more. <laughs> Rob has never looked worse. Yeah, Rob, Rob looks bad, but he never looks great. And George is looking great. George is heckin handsome i don't get it i like i i, I mean it's, i need to look at the last issue hang on while we're talking i'm gonna pull okay it yeah you pull it up I, I, and I, I am as well because i just like i have to like it's it's wild i uh the this and it's yeah rob always looks rough okay in the last issue they it, it got a little crazy that's not that doesn't count let's go back two issues are you saying 41 yeah because the last issue they had like that other yeah whole it, it's Oh, because they had the guest. Yeah, the guest. The, the so kid it's, it's who came thing. to, yeah. yeah. Go back to issues. It's, the difference is, cra- it's Rob, again, Rob never looks good. Rob never, they never, do, they make Rob look like garbage pretty much every time. But holy shit, George, I mean, it's truly, he's literally fluctuating from like looking like, you know, like sometimes like in, in like movies, they have like, they have like villains who are like, they're like representing the idea of gluttony. Well, yeah, we we kept comparing George and Rob's illustrations to the picture of Dorian Gray, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, like if 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 like I, I the George in this in vol in volume forty one, he looks like he could be the animated like character for Gluttony and like Full Metal Alchemist. Like he just he looks good, God looks Almighty. Like a, yeah, he look like they yeah. Make, no, this is the old like he looks fifteen years older and and. Th- 35 to 45 pounds heavier. And he looks unhappy. And okay, just just for reference, go back to 43. Let's just like let's let's go back. Yeah, no, th- this is you know what this is? This is using an old illustration they've used before. I think so, but uh but this is shocking. Just, like the, the the range for George, I mean, Rob's range is from like kind of bad to really bad. 
And like George ranges from being one of the most handsome people ever to being just an absolute mistrot. Like what's, what's the opening line to Anna Karenina? Like all happy families are uh, happy in the same way. All miserable families are miserable in their own way. <laughs> so it's like all Rob's are, are ro- like the same Rob, but all George's are like different in, in their own. <laughs> Man, I, I uh, genuinely think George might have a relationship with the artist. I do feel like I'm genuinely reading into this and believing what I'm reading into. Like I think it's incredibly disturbing. I think George, I think there's some like literal office drama going on here. Well, let's keep, let's keep a, keep a pin in this. Uh, it's so funny. Cause I don't, I don't read their section anymore. I just look at the pictures <laughs> and I'm curious to see what they look like. I had some section notes. Let me carry, <laughs> okay, let yeah. me carry. You. I didn't read any of it. So let, let, let me know what you got. Uh, I wrote artists swinging towards George again, which we touched on. Rob looks like a raisin who needs to eat more. Here, here's the thing. Uh, Super Off-Road is in here. I thought you'd want to talk about that because, no, you like uh, Micro Machines. Yeah, I mean, I like the style. I Sim- like, similar style, isometric I, racing. I, I like the isometric racing games. Uh, uh, this is a one-player-only version of Super Off-Road. What yeah, do you not, think about that? I think that's bad. Uh, I think al- that's bad. Also, by the way, Craig T. Nelson profile, uh, the only note that I had for this was he mentions that uh, if he made a racing game, it would have multi-track capabilities which made me think of a thing i just uh i just watched a video about the launch lineup for the playstation Mm -hmm. and ridge racer only had one track did you know that what the original ridge racer had one track. i don't don't really know what ridge racer is though the rate the famous playstation racing game i'm i I never had a playstation oh that's right i I guess ridge racer has fallen from grace so you may not well that's probably because they only have one track the other ones had more tracks. Oh, Ridge Racer. They, they're really pushing hot anime girls on this. You should uh, check that out for research purposes. Is it like it, Ridge Racer isn't like a, it's not like a dead and alive thing, is it? Or what's the. No, no. It, it's, Did, it's an arcade racer. Do you know what dead and alive is? I know what dead or alive is. Better. I've also seen the movie with Eric Roberts as the dead or alive guy. Well, dead or the right. That's where like who wears like, sunglasses that make him fight good. It's like bikini girls playing volleyball, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of jiggle physics. Yeah. Dead, that's not the case. Dead or alive racer? extreme beach. Volley- no, it's a racing game. Uh, but there's like, I guess in, in racing, you know, you have like hot pits, pit girls. Yeah. They change your car's tires. Uh, hey, Ridge Racer 3D on the 3DS. I'll be playing that later. All right, here's another thing I wanted to call out in Packwatch. There is a game here called Warp Speed, which looks to be like a space shooter, like a space sim thing, kind of first person mm-hmm. space pilot dogfighting. Rob says something very interesting. He yes. says, I don't quite understand why the R button is used for firing weapons. Hmm. Which is, I think, date is an oh, incredibly man. dated take because all like games shoot with the shoulder buttons now. That's so funny. Rob, you idiot. Rob, are you ashamed? Rob. Of your 1992 take. <laughs> Poor old Rob. Rob's going to be like a skeleton in the next one. <laughs> I, I he he like doesn't change though. Rob's going to be like missing an arm. And like, do you think George is a hedonist and have, Rob is just kind of like there? Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm getting a mix up. I feel like George is going to have, is going to have like a worm sticking out of one eye. His teeth are going to be black. 
I think uh, Rob is one of those people that like his his one indulgence is he eats one of those like waffle sandwich things. It's, he opens the little plastic bag with his bag lunch and eats one of two mm-hmm. every day. And if he has a leftover, he saves it in a little Ziploc bag. That's 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 I mean, that's Rob crunches down on Man. yeah. That's why he doesn't change. Yeah, he has he has nothing. It's uh, Mark Twain's aunt uh, who who got sick and died because she had no vice to give up. Sorry, I, I just butchered another literary <laughs> anecdote. We're here at Pack Watch. Do you have anything to say about this? Uh, no, 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 no. They preview Sonic Blast Man. That game's all right. Sonic Blast Man. Yoshi's Cookie. Yoshi's Cookie's all right. Yeah, I don't know. Yoshi's Cookie was good on the Game Boy. I remember playing that back in the day. Yeah. All right, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with this whole magazine. There we go. Hey, here's my here's my question. Yeah. Should we rate this Domino's pizza advertisement at the back of the magazine? Just one rating and it's gonna be the Domino Pizza magazine. I'm in. Let's do it. I um All right, so to clarify, this is a $25 million Nintendo instant win game. You can tell how big Nintendo was. Yeah. They were doing this cross promotion stuff with these huge payouts. Yeah, no, it's a huge twenty five million dollars. And uh and so the uh, the ad itself is like you kind of get a little bit of a pizza and some breadsticks that you can see, but that's that's not the majority of it. The majority of it is just a picture of Mario giving a peace sign, and behind Mario is an army of Mario's, yeah, uh, in black and white, presumably there to uh, ask you for a piece of your pizza. And they you just kinda, ordered, yeah, they're all kind of standing there with their arms like behind their back, as if it's like. Maybe each of them. So the prizes here are pretty substantial. 1,000 SNES supersets with Super yeah, Mario World and Super Mario Kart. I, I, 1,500 Game Boys with Tetris. That's a lot of prizes. I got to say, I got to give bonus points right away. Just like, I feel like I could, like, I feel like Mario could have been a pizza mascot place. Like, he could have been a mat. Like, oh my God, I have an idea. Like, that could have been what Mario is to us. And I wouldn't, you know, that feel. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is it, is it, would it be considered insensitive to have a Mario? Mario is like Italian. Like, Cause he's Italian. Is it, would it would be like, would he be call a, Andy Italian, and ask him if Italian, we're being racist against Italians? Yeah, I don't, can we call, can we call Andy? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> we're, hey, spo- we're spoiling the audience with Andy. No, we're we giving them, do less they're giving Andy. them too much Andy. We got to keep Andy as a special treat. Yeah. You only get Andy every like five to 10 episodes. <laughs> Um, we already put him in as reading the other thing in the episode that yeah. just came out. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're giving yeah, the audience yeah. too much, too much, too much. Sauce. It's going straight to his head. By the way, Did you see how he started acting in the last episode. <laughs> I know. I, we we, we got to knock him down a peg. I'm going to give this. Uh, let's rate this Mario ad and Andy. All right, Andy gets a rating in this Domino's pizza contest ad. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to give this uh, pizza ad a six or maybe a seven out of ten. I like it. I like okay. It. And I'm going to give it Andy. I mean, you know what, man? Fuck it. Andy's a 10 out of 10, man. Come back uh, on the podcast. Okay. I love you, buddy. Oh, uh, okay. Although I do feel like, as the guy who's been a guest on this podcast a bunch of times, I feel like he's not going to listen to this episode. I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. We're going to leave we'll all this out. stuff in building him up. Um, all right. If, if he doesn't, if you don't listen to this episode, I'm seven, gonna, 7 out of 10. All right. So the Domino's ad, I got to say, the pizza in this ad looks pretty delicious yeah no i agree and and the breadsticks i i don't 
think Domino's breadsticks look like this now. They look kind of more like uneven, like baguettes or like crazy yeah, bread. Yeah, I like this. But I do have to say, this is pre... Didn't Domino's, like, the original recipe suck? Didn't they have, like, a whole campaign about how Domino's was like, yeah, I know we suck. We're going to be better now. Yeah, modern Domino's is having, like, a renaissance where they're yeah. pretty good as far as cheap delivery pizza. Yeah, and they had, like, a whole campaign where their whole campaign was, like, addressing that they used to suck. So is this... Although that that, that is, made, like, modern Pizza Hut better, too, because we had that stuffed crust the other day. Yeah, I, I still will order one of those every once in a while. Yeah, that was great stuff. Holds up. Holds up. Reheats well. Great pizza. Okay, so the pizza looks good. All right, so I'm going to give Pizza Hut a 9... No, no, that's way too high. I'm going to give Pizza Hut a 7 out of 10. Domino's eking in with a 6 out of 10. And what's a- your friend Andy? Andy, I'm going to give a nine and a half out of 10. <laughs> a little room for improvement. Yeah. Because uh, you don't want to set the ceiling. Can't set the ceiling. Yeah. He asked me to be his co-best man. Oh. Been docking a point for the co-part. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you co- Are you going with? With Kyle. Yeah. Kyle, no, okay. no, I'm just kidding. I, I, gotta, I can't give him the 10 out of 10 because he could always be better. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> That came out wrong, but you know what I mean, right? Like, what What if we become even better friends in the future? Yeah. Then, you then he becomes like a... You, you don't want to put a ceiling. You don't want to... You, you, you want... So... You, you don't want to put a ceiling on it. In Star Trek The Next Generation, <laughs> they revamped how they think about warp speeds. So there is no... You can't go warp 10. What they do is they just get... You get to warp 9, and then it, every decimal point just keeps going up more and more exponentially. Yeah. So, you know, like Andy is a friend. He's at warp 9.5 now, but if he became two times as good a friend, I'd have to give him like a 9.6 because oh, can't yeah. have a ceiling. Well, then maybe I'll put Andy at a 9.9. Because, I mean, no matter what, oh, there's an shit. infinite amount of numbers between a number and another number, right? I know. It's the magic of fractals. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> so Andy's a 9.9 for me. All right. 9.5 for me. Mm-hmm. I've known him longer. That's why. And the uh, Domino's ad is a 10. <laughs> oh, no. You can change the okay, dom- I'm, I'm, I'm being rude. I'm being I'm being mean. You know how Domino's Pizza has like this um, spice film, the, this kind of grit, this fine grit yeah. that gets on your fingers. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> what? I don't know, man. Because yeah. that doesn't happen with other pizzas. It's just grease or maybe some like Parmesan. Yeah, it's like I feel like every time I eat a Slim Jim, I gotta take a shower afterwards. <laughs> You gotta stop eating. You gotta elevate your. Uh, I, I love Slim Jims. You just get something like you get like the teriyaki sticks nah. or whatever. I mean, a Slim Jim's not grosser than Domino's Pizza. The Now You're Playing with Podcast Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Power Players Power Team. Music by Games Cameron. Find back episodes, send us emails, and do cool stuff at our website, nowyourplaying.com. It's your with an E, because we know how to do grammar. I get paid $250,000 a year to fucking piss. piss 12 times a day. <laughs> My body is a sieve. Four hours of the eight, it's just me fucking pissing. <laughs> All right, definitely cutting that out. <laughs> no, keep, keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep that in.